Welcome to a new podcast episode. And in today's episode, we will be talking about Married at First Sight, the reality show, and what you can learn from it. Welcome to She is Irresistible, the podcast for ambitious women who want to find love and have a lasting and fulfilling relationship. I'm Mio, your host, and it is my mission to help you unlock the best version of yourself so you become irresistible to quality men. This podcast is filled with deep insights and practical tips to improve your love life today. If you're ready to find out how to attract and keep your perfect match, this podcast is for you. I'm so excited for you to be here and I can't wait to dive in. In case you don't know what married at first sight is, I'm going to explain it to you. So married at first sight is a reality TV show where a group of singers agree to marry a partner who they haven't met before. It is a partner chosen by relationship experts. And all these people are looking for the perfect match. And they meet the first time at their wedding day in front of the altar. So this is what this show is about. And Australia has a show like this, the US, the UK, and they all have a slight different angle. And I wanted to watch it firstly, because so many people are talking about it. And second, because I'm a dating and relationship expert and I love watching how dynamics play out between men and women or between couples. So, but what I want to say and what I also want you to know is that no matter what I say here is only based on what I saw on this show. And I know those shows are set up to create a lot of trauma because otherwise no one would be watching it. So by no means is this an attack on the specific people who were in an in a episode in a season of Married at First Sight, I'm also be trying to not mention any names. It doesn't really matter. So what I want you to know, though, is that these type of shows are set up in a very specific way. They make it look like it's all natural, but it's not. And I know this because my partner was once part of a show, not willingly, but unwillingly, and they left immediately as soon as... The whole situation got really weird because his friend took him to a bar where he was invited by this production team. He was already dating a girl. This girl was brought in with another guy while his friend was there. He obviously was annoyed and pissed because what's going on? Why is she coming in with a new guy? So this situation was set up to spark an argument. And this is the same thing that happens in married at first sight. So that there are certain situations and then they know, okay, let's bring this guy in and tell him to say that. 
So then the whole situation erupts and it's out of hand. What I also want to say is that they're always keep in mind they're film filming a lot of footage. So they might be filming 14 hours of video and then take a one tiny snippet completely taken out of context to paint or portray a certain picture of someone. So I just want to, you to let I just wanted to let you know about this because I have been wondering for a long time how these type of shows are set up. This is how. This is why there's so much drama and because if there wouldn't be so much drama, no one would be watching it, right? So, okay. The first thing I want to say is how obvious it was in that show and it happened a couple of times how men are not very not very not happy or not very impressed by women who are overly sexualized early on so there were there was one woman who straight away at the wedding day talked about sex the poses she wants to do with him that she cannot wait to sleep with him. I don't want to go, I don't want to use all the words she was using because I know um, younger generations are listening to podcasts. I don't want to <laughs> dive into that. So, but you get the picture. She was very overly sexualized talking about it. And you could see how put off he was by that. And I was watching the show with Pete, with my partner, and I asked him, what do you think of that? And he said, well, that would really put me off. That's so intense. And also, even though, and that's what he said, even though they're married, there is no challenge anymore. There is no fun. It's like, and that's what I'm saying now, it's like when you put a dead deer, or put a bad, put a bad deer in front of a door you can just take it and bring it home you don't have to do anything else and as the show went on you could see that both women got very frustrated because they kept trying to um, be sexual with their partner to sleep with their partner and they didn't want to and specifically one of them got really hurt and made it mean so much more than it actually was. And she didn't realize that she was digging her own hole. Because every time he said, hey, listen, slow down, we need to take it slow. She then, in the next moment, a few hours later, made a comment, a sexualized comment. So every time she said something and he didn't, um, you know, jump on her or wanted to sleep with her, she felt rejected. And also with the, there was another woman who also was very much focused on having sex straight away in the first night. And listen, I'm not saying for some couples that this didn't happen, but it was very clear that when it is expected of a man, that's a huge turnoff for him. And that's where men and women are the same. Why? Because when someone is over-sexualized very early on, that means 
you're objectifying the other person. You're not taking into consideration where the other person is at. So this makes it a huge turnoff. And I think for women, this can be hard or difficult, especially when they have been for a while, when they have been dating for a while and have been sleeping with a lot of men and are used to men just wanting sex from them. Because that what I see is happening here is that they're connecting or they're trying to connect with a man through having sex. What then happened was the couple separated within the program and he then got together with another man's wife who also struggled in or who didn't have much chemistry going on with the guy she was with or she didn't get on with him. Not for the same reasons, but it didn't work for them either. And guess what? They slept together very, very soon. And why? Because she was an invitation. She communicated with her body language and with her, with her eyes that she likes him. You could see that there's a lot of chemistry, but she didn't take over. She was the invitation. He came towards her. He made that step and she drew him in. Very, very different. Even though this guy or the woman he initially was married to, there was big chemistry as well. You could see that when they met for the first time. But the moment she started to talk, to constantly make jokes, sexualized jokes, which she, she said was just who she is, this is her, her kind of jokes, that was what really put him off. So there was chemistry there, in, um, there, was chemistry there initially as well. So now these two are then together. And what then happened was, well, there was strong chemistry, obviously, and they talked about being, being in love pretty much straight away. And that's something that I want to talk about. Because when you feel like you are in love with someone who you don't even know, who you only have met. That's actually a very concerning sign that something is off, that you are dating from your wound, that you are seeing in him or even he in you, someone who you are not or who he is not. And it is always good to slow things down when this happens. So then there was at the reunion, reunion dinner, I think it was called, those two weren't together anymore. I'm not sure for the reasons and they said they would leave things open or the opportunity open to maybe get back together um, at some other time. There are too many things going on. And what I immediately thought was, she could have found out earlier that there was a lot going on in his life. She didn't have to sleep with him first to then find out what is going on in his life. And this is also something I want to recommend for you. We have made it so normal to sleep with someone who we don't even know 
and then to get to know them. I say do it the other way around. Get to know someone, then sleep with him. The amount of times that I've heard from clients that I've seen friends sleeping with someone and then being so disappointed when they get to know him better that the, the, the feeling was completely gone, the attraction was gone or even being ghosted. And most of the time this could have been avoided if they would have taken the time to get to know the guy before sleeping with him. Sex is nothing casual. There is no such thing as having casual sex. This is the, the this is as close as you can get to someone physically. This is you, especially as a woman, letting someone entering your body. And it actually does a lot more to a woman's hormones than it does to a man's. Also, it has effects on him, but when you sleep with men very casually, very often, and I'm not talking about it, not saying this because I'm I'm judging you or say it's good or bad. I'm just I just want to bring this in the forefront of your mind. When you casually sleeping with men over and over again with different men, your threshold, let's say gets lower and lower for the entrance to actually sleep with the guy because it's nothing special to you anymore. So again, what I highly recommend for you is to get to know a man first, then sleep with him. I'm not someone who tells you to, to wait until you're married, but wait until you get a better feeling for this guy, who this guy actually is. So now let's go to the next couple and what we can learn from them. There was one couple that got on really, really well together. And everyone thought they would make it until there was one thing. The first thing was that he um, said to the experts, because they're always sitting on the sofa and they're talking about how their week was going and share what might not be going well so they can support them. And he shared that he, I think he said he felt criticized and judged. And it was because she said he had, she thinks he might have ADHD. And all I can say to this is, you cannot say this to someone. I get it. Maybe he has it. I have no idea. But saying it in that way to your man, it will hurt him it will sometimes even break him it will make him feel less of your hero i know it's difficult sometimes when we see this in other people and it might even be the case to not say something but saying it especially this early on to someone when there is no good foundation yet it's never a great idea and he also said that he felt criticized and judged about other things. So he felt as if he couldn't be himself. So then there was a point where he said to her, 
when it came to the stage to to it came closer to the end of the show and everyone knew this is the point where they might be moving in together and create a life together he said to her well to move in together i need to be in love this is what i swore to me after my last relationship and for me it was so clear that he's scared of being hurt and i truly believe he was scared of not being good enough and being or tr trying to be made into someone different who is not by the woman so to me it appears he probably has been criticized a lot in the past and didn't want this to happen again they separated and then in the very end last sitting on the sofa in front of the experts because this is where they got together and got feedback and help for certain situations they struggled with um, they were separated at that point and it was heartbreaking because you could see there was really strong chemistry she couldn't trust him anymore because he broke up with her and he knew this is probably one of the biggest mistakes of his life and to cut the long story short is don't criticize, judge or nag, complain, especially not in the beginning, in the first year, not at all. There's no reason for that. I mean, obviously, this is a, a very specific situation because she's not dating. She's actually married to him. But for you, don't criticize, nag, complain. If you're dating a man where you constantly have to nag, complain, then he's not the one for you. Then you just need to let him go. He is the right fit for another woman. Don't hang on to him and try to change him into the potential you see in him. If you cannot stop nagging and complaining or trying to change him, then let him go. Because this is what happens all the time with men these days women trying to change them telling them what to do and men really struggling to to because a man wants to make his woman happy but they still want to be themselves right so if the woman who he loves nags and complains he feels like a failure i mean everyone does but i see it way more often happen between or for, from a woman to a man. And it's emasculating them. It starts with the smallest things. Don't do it. When you date a guy, see him for who he is and really check in with yourself whether you can live with who he is right now. If you are trying to change him or if you catch yourself thinking, oh, okay, now I don't like this about him, but I see the potential. Okay, to a degree, that might be working, not ideal. But if you cannot keep your mouth closed, let him go because it will ruin everything. And then I want to come back again to the other couple who was sexualized. I mentioned them in the beginning. And what was very obvious to me was that she tried very hard to impress him and to make things work. And it didn't, it didn't end well. They didn't stay together. 
And if she would have not put in so much effort, would have not put in so much work, she would have known early on that he is not a great catch, that he is not a great catch, that he is not a great match, that she is not the right one for him and that he is not the right one for her. But because she tried so hard, she didn't see that. She always refers back to one moment where she talked about something that was really important to her. And she said that this was the reason that she couldn't see a future with him. I mean, there were other things as well she referred to, but this was kind of the um, pinnacle of that. I think that's the right word. And she could have seen it early if she would have just leaned back and not tried so hard. And there was also a, a, a little drama situation where, where they asked why they didn't have sex yet. And he said, oh, because of me. And then she 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 was really upset about that, saying, well, no man is going to tell me that it's because of him and that we didn't have sex. Um, so basically she has pride and she is the one who says when they're sleeping together. And in her mind, she might have thought that, but honestly, at least in the way the the show was portrayed, like from what I saw, what everyone else saw was that she was the one constantly trying to sleep with him and to show him how amazing she is and what she can do for him. And don't get me wrong, I really like her. She's really fun. I would like it. I would like her to be my friend. She's a fun girl. She's a strong woman. But you could see how upset she was. And it looked like she didn't really have the perspective, the outside perspective of how she actually acted in that situation or in that relationship. So the, the, lesson learned, the lesson that you can learn here is lean back, see what a man has to offer, stay open, be warm, be playful, and just see what he brings to the table. And don't lean in too much because otherwise it will take you a lot longer to realize that he's not the right one and it will make it harder for you to actually say, oh, this doesn't work for me, because at that point, then you will be very emotional invested. And lastly, I want to talk about matchmaking, because essentially this is what they did in that show. And the more I dive into how the dating scene changes and uh, how online dating changes and researching what really works best, you know, I always try to be at the forefront of what's happening and to always uh, help women to get to their relationship, dream relationship fast. I'm actually a fan of matchmaker, matchmakers. However, in that program, I believe that it not have the best intentions at heart of the participants. I think they were intentionally set up to fail some of these couples. For example, there was one couple where he was over 50 years old, was still living at his mom's and was never married or even in a long-term relationship, while she, I think, was has been married two or three times. So they were coupled together 
And he even said to, to her at some point, oh, it feels so good to have a partner, someone to look after me. I felt so sorry for her. And she was, really, she was great. She was really an amazing woman. And when she entered this show, she said, uh, this is her last try if this doesn't work out. She, that's it. She's done. And I felt so sad. I would love to coach her. I'm sure I could help her. I could help all of them, to be honest. You know, when I saw what was going on. I'm not sure if I want to work with every one of them, but I could help them. And what I'm saying, what I want to say is, in this show, there were couples set up intentionally to be fireworks because this is how you get the quotes up. This is why people start watching this and continue watching it. And there were also couples intentionally set up. They were actually a great fit. So this doesn't mean that matchmaking or matchmakers are not doing a great job. I believe they are and it can massively improve your dating experience because it cuts out all the being on dating apps and putting in all the work yourself because they literally they set you up for the date you meet the man based on what you talked about with them, your values, your long-term goals and visions, what you like, what you don't like. That That's all taken into consideration. And then you meet someone to set up a lunch or a drink, and then you decide whether you want to go ahead or not. So that's a great starting point. However, it does not mean that it will actually go anywhere even if this man would be a great match, if you don't know how to emotionally connect with a man. And emotionally connecting with a man is in the realm of the feminine. This is your part. If you want to be with a masculine energy man, it is your part to learn how to build that emotional connection with a man. If you don't know how to do this, you can be set up with the best man. It, it won't work. So keep learning to connect with your feminine and how to communicate from your feminine to build that emotional connection. Don't get discouraged. If it doesn't work out straight away, step into the uncomfortable. Even if you don't want to, practice at a low level level at a low risk and continue doing it because what is the other option there is no other option otherwise you will end up with a man who will never give you what you want because you're just not a great match you need to become the opposite of a masculine energy man and the opposite of a masculine energy man is a feminine energy woman This is it for today. We are already at the end of this episode. Thank you for listening to She's Irresistible. Don't forget to subscribe to be notified for the next episode. If you need help with your love life, you can find me on my website elmio.com and my social media channels. You can find all the links in the description box of this podcast. Until then, I'll see you next week. Bye.